Welcome to Broker to Broker, brought to you by AIM, the Association of Independent Mortgage Experts. If you haven't listened yet, Broker to Broker dives into the nitty gritty of the mortgage business by interviewing independent brokers and loan originators just like me. Hope you enjoy the show. Today's episode is sponsored by EPM. EPM is passionate about helping their clients succeed. From the very beginning, they set out to be different from the other companies. Their diverse team of experts, working in a collaborative entrepreneurial culture, bring fresh thinking and creative solutions every day. They live and breathe their brand's mission and vision. EPM is all about empowerment, and through it all, they will continue to offer top financial service, communication, and assistance to the communities they serve. Welcome, everyone, back to another another exciting edition of the Broker to Broker podcast. Um, the gentleman that I will be talking with today needs no introduction. He's huge in the uh, Brokers Are Better community. He's huge in the mortgage community. He's everywhere. Everyone knows him. Um, but just to give myself a quick introduction, my name is Mark Summers. I'm the president of AIM. Uh, but today, I'm going to have another president and CEO of Epic Lending. His name's Evan Wade. Evan, thanks for joining us today. Thanks for having me, Mark. Excited to uh, to do this podcast finally. <laughs> <laughs> yes, you're 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 well overdue uh, by by being a guest here, and I know that uh, everyone will be really excited to hear what you have to talk about. I know you're a big tech guy, um, so we'll talk about that. We'll talk about. I mean, we're going to talk about the same stuff in terms of how you do your business and and why you're so successful and how you got here. So first, let's talk about your background. Unless you were like born into the mortgage industry, no one ever says, I want to be a mortgage broker. How did you get into this industry? Give us a little background on yourself and, and Epic Lending. Yeah, uh, just uh, I would say kind of just like everybody else, I fell into it by accident. Uh, <laughs> I was uh, I was working at a, at a restaurant bar on, on the beach in uh, Avalon, New Jersey and uh, going to college. We were, uh, you know, I just looking at my resume that I'm starting to build up, I'm like, you know what? I was like, I need a good job to put on here to, um, you know, beef up my resume a little bit and not have the restaurant job that everybody else does, uh, which I'll get to that later, why I think restaurant people are fantastic. But uh, anyway, uh, I got a job as a part-time seasonal teller at what was then Commerce Bank, and they were in the middle of an acquisition by TD Bank, which is top 10 bank in the uh, the country, and uh, worked my way from that part-time seasonal role up to quickly to customer service rep, and then eventually um uh assistant manager in in about four years uh did that role for two more years and kind of took a little bit of a a leap of faith Uh, i was burnt out hated being in that retail environment and uh, i just quit i didn't have any job lined up uh now that i'm just like screw this i'm out uh put my two weeks in my last day was uh black friday uh 2014 and then i kind of um like I, what is the word I want to describe that kind of like struggled along for the next uh, year. Um, I started, I got a job, you know, about a month, a month or two after I quit TD and and, um, uh, it was working in corporate compliance for a company called Corporation Service Company, which is actually the partner company of incorporate.com, which is one of uh, Broker Better uh, partners. So uh, that's pretty cool. They just did things like helped, um, businesses start up, uh, you know, filing the LLC, usually in Delaware, uh, foreign qualifications when you, you know, want to expand into different states and then the registered agent services that you need if you're you know, expanding to additional states out of your, out of your home state. So that kind of gave me a, a night, you know, I only did that job for about two, three months and then I quit that job because <laughs> <laughs> it was so boring, but I was really good at it. Um, 
and but uh you know it gave me some good knowledge that i would later use all you know when when i decided to start my own companies uh you know it kind of gave me a little bit of a head start because i you know i get a, i get a dm probably once a month what's a registered agent um you know so i, I kind of had a little bit of a head start on on that uh and then of course my banking background too helps out with a lot of this you know a lot of that translates to the mortgage world so um while i was at td bank they had the genius idea of um genius being sarcastic uh of <laughs> opening up mortgages to customer service reps that worked in the branch because that was the first it was the first refi boom uh you know right after the financial crisis so you know probably 2009 2010 ish and um you know, they wanted to make a splash on that on that refi market. So they're like, all right, we'll just get our customer service reps to be, you know, basically order takers because the, you know, it's a bank, everybody just kind of assumes they go to a bank for a mortgage. So, um, you know, they'd all just kind of landed in my lap. And uh, their training consisted of a one day class called Mortgage Pro, they taught you the difference between a conventional loan, FHA loan, VA loan and USDA loan. And then, um, how to take the application on online and that was it like there was no other training they didn't i mean i already knew what a dti ltv was and all that from the consumer lending side of doing personal loans and HELOCs and stuff like that um but they didn't give us an los nothing so i was you know i had to learn how to structure deals on my own uh with a piece of paper and a calculator <laughs> i didn't have an los they didn't get they didn't give us access to really that. yeah yeah so i'm I am basically 100% self-taught in the mortgage business, um, you know, because just out of necessity. Uh, and I'm one of those people I'm not, I, I've never looked at myself as being a natural salesperson. I, I'm, I don't have that gift of gab. I'm not good at small talk, all, all that kind of stuff. So um, I just, the way I got really good at selling is I dove into the guidelines. Like I literally read them like a book cover to cover. Not, like not not just scenario type. like i i read the whole thing and luckily i'm blessed with a pretty good memory so that's really how i built the baseline of my my mortgage knowledge and then you know when i started getting more and more known on social media i just kind of got known as the guideline guy because somebody would ask a guideline and just for whatever reason i just can remember it i read it once and i can remember it um so that was like the first thing that you know kind of what I became known for, so to speak. And then um, after I left, uh, sorry, I'm kind of like bouncing around. You're good. Bit. You're good. It's all good stuff. Uh, <laughs> um, so after I uh, quit Corporation Service Company, well, actually, while I was still working for Corporation Service Company, um, back then, it would have been in 2015. Back then, you had the other folder for um, messages. And uh, I never knew that that existed so like anybody that sent me a message that i wasn't friends with on facebook you know i never knew about it and then i just just i just discovered it by chance one day and uh this guy reached out to me um and said that he he, he just all this is literally the only smart thing this guy's ever done um he went he went on an nmls typed in zip codes and just started trying to find everybody that already had an nmls id and was messaging them on Facebook to try and recruit them to be loan officer. Didn't, so it didn't matter whether I was at the bank or or whatever. He, he was just looking for people that at least knew what a mortgage was, I right. guess. So um, I, I responded to him. I was like, "Would you would you hire me part time?" Because I was uh, I was still at CSC at the time. And uh, he was like, "Sure, yeah." So I, I got on the phone with him, and and he told me he was like, "You can make 125 FIPS as a loan officer." I'm like, 
whoa, because <laughs> I had interviewed for an LO job at TD Bank as well. And they were like, they basically said, don't bother. They're like, you're out on an island. You get no support from the company and you'll get paid like 60 bips. And I'm like, eh, this doesn't sound like it's right to me. Um, so when I found out that you could actually make some decent money in the mortgage business, I'm like, all right, sign me up. And, you know, you know, so I went through, took the test, the exam, all that. And then right after I got licensed, I'm like, you know what? there's no way I can be successful in the mortgage business trying to do it part-time. So I quit CSC. <laughs> Mind you, this is like four months after I quit TD bank and uh, <laughs> you're all over, you're all over the place. <laughs> exactly. Um, and started working for this company, this, you know, small, uh, well, it's, they're pretty big now, but they weren't big at the time. Uh, I'm not going to get too much in business name, you know, company names, but um Worked for that company for uh, about two months. And then my branch manager there, um, he decided he wanted to switch to a different company. So we switched over to that company and I stayed there through the end of 2015. And um, we had, I, I just had a falling out with that uh, that manager because it, it, they were, he, the like I thought the margins at the next company I went to were bad. The, the company I left before that, it was, I mean, that was just my first taste of the retail channel, uh, you know, what I feel ripping consumers off. Uh, and it was a hundred percent disabled Air Force veteran that, you know, I wanted to get her, I think it was about a, it was like a quarter, quarter percent better rate. And I think it would have cost like six or $800 or something like that. So we're not talking like a massive amount of money here to to try, you know, get a, get a pricing concession. And so like, we basically got in a shouting match. Like it, it, like it's not, that's not common for me. I'm a pretty, like I play pretty well in the sandbox. I'm a little, you know, <laughs> I'm a direct Jersey boy, but I, you know, I'm not confrontational. So, uh, you know, I was like, all right, I got to get out of here. So, um, I reached out to, um, who was already my friend, uh, Spiro Contestergios at Movement Mortgage. Uh, he had just started there like six months prior, uh, starting up the Philly uh, market. And uh, I immediately left and, and started working for him and worked for Movement Mortgage for two years. And uh, I still think they're an incredible company. Um, you know, I don't obviously don't agree with every, anything they do and everything they do. And, uh, you know, once margin compression rears its ugly head again for for real there i think that they're you know the rates are going to go back to being crazy so you know all of that combined with i mean i'm at, at the end of the day entrepreneurship's in my blood uh i i always knew i wanted to start a business of some sort from the time i was seven eight years old did a lemonade slash snack stand at the end of my parents driveway um yep and my parents are small business owners my both of my grandfathers were small business owners so it's literally like all i know uh so you know i paid my dues working in corporate america working for other people but i, I was always looking for my exit um so I, like I said, I worked for Movement Mortgage for two years, and then I reached out to my buddy, Paul Carson, who I had known for about two years at that point. And uh, we became we became good friends. He, he bought a shore house at Brigantine. So, you know, we had we had in New Jersey. So we had that kind of connection. We hung out there. Um, and then, you know, I, I just hit him up on Facebook one day and I'm like, Hey man, I'm thinking about starting my own mortgage brokerage. <laughs> That's like literally all I said. And he responds, funny you say that. Like I was literally thinking the same thing. So later on that week, we met at um, a restaurant called Firebirds in uh, Collegeville, Pennsylvania. 
and uh, we fleshed it out and, and, you know, it was just, there was no hesitation. Um, it was just like, this makes perfect sense. And, and at that point I had already learned enough about the broker channel to know that it was the place I wanted to be from, you know, friends of mine, like um, Chastity Graff, uh, Glenn Groves, and, uh, you know, a few others that I, that I reached out to for advice. And I actually reached out to Chastity before I went to Movement Mortgage. And I was thinking about starting a broker shop then, but I just wasn't anywhere near right. in my career established to be able to do that. Um, you know, I have a high level of respect for people like Casey Finn that he started a brokerage, owns a brokerage and had never written a loan before. <laughs> he was just like, on a podcast it, and he told me that I said, you've got to be kidding it me. It literally blows my mind that, yeah. that he did that. Like, cause learning the mortgage business and how to be a loan officer is hard enough, let alone learning how to run a business too. So like, it, it's, I have a lot of respect for that dude, for sure. <laughs> He's something else, but we love Casey and a lot of names you were dropping there. Yeah. Big, big supporters of AIM and I've known for a long time now and they're great people. Yeah, I agree. Um, and I give them, you know, credit for, for helping steer me in the direction of the broker channel. Um, so it was basically like the next week I registered the LLC in Pennsylvania and we, we called it, you know, Paul came to me with the name Philadelphia Mortgage Brokers. Um, oh, I guess for anybody who doesn't know who I am, <laughs> Philadelphia Mortgage Brokers is the first mortgage brokerage <laughs> I started. I actually own two. Um, so, uh, I, I, uh, part my, we started Philadelphia Mortgage Brokers. We registered the LLC. It was actually Paul's idea to do Philadelphia Mortgage Brokers. And he, he says it to me. I'm like, first of all, there's no way that name hasn't already been taken. And second of all, it sounds kind of weird. <laughs> but then I thought about it in a little bit, a little bit more. And then I'm like, holy shit. That is what people type in Google. So I'm like, over time, I know that we're going to start ranking in Google because just because you know our company name is a searchable term and sure enough you know about a year year and a half later we just started getting organic leads um you know just out of the blue because we started ranking on google thanks to leap ops um another great company exactly and um you know we we also focused on our google business page too so you know we put post pictures on there we talk about different products here and there we collect a lot of reviews like we put all of our eggs in the google basket as far as reviews um because it's just paid over tenfold for us um so uh yeah so we did that and then uh probably about six weeks into owning my broker shop um, I started, you know, getting to know Anthony Casa really well. And, uh, you know, he told me about this project arrive and I'm like, wow, I'm like, this seems really cool. So, you know, at the very beginning of the project, I, I helped out and, 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 and spec'd out some of the ideas and make sure that, you know, Anthony came from a consumer direct background of, you know, doing a billion and a half for whatever loans a year. And, uh, you know, I was just a small little, you know, two to five unit a month producer. I was never a big producing loan officer, so but, you know, I was referral based and he wanted to make sure that 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 um, and the rest of the arrive team wanted to make sure that every broker was was uh, considered when when arrive was built. So um, I helped for you know, about two, three months on that to uh, you know, consult on that project. And then in the middle of that, I'm like, okay, if this system one day actually becomes what it was designed to be, 
there's really no benefit to the retail channel anymore because you've literally democratized technology for the broker channel and there's you don't have that disconnection between using point you know this I think I think points older than I am. <laughs> That's all I think it's all older than <laughs> literally, <laughs> and it hasn't changed much in the last 20, 25 years. Um, so you know, I'm, I'm like, you know, I'm just looking at this and I'm like, wow, we can really level the playing field with this platform. So I decided, you know, through during that time, I was like, I need to start a mortgage broker brokerage that will eventually become, you know, have a nationwide presence that that retail loan officers could plug into and, and not really skip a beat at the end of the day. Um, for anybody that was on, that has been on arrive since the beginning, know that the first iteration of it was, uh, for lack of a better way of explaining it, a complete dumpster fire. Um, <laughs> and I was, I was on that initial. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So luck, lucky for us, you, you know, we, we had, uh, Harish to come in to save the day. Uh, from Lenwise and and you know basically rebuilt the entire platform from from uh, you know top to bottom and uh, you know now we're getting to the point now and like just the last 90 120 days or so that they've literally built the best system that we have available as brokers today like I don't even think it's a competition anymore um, you know there's other great platforms out there but there's no no other one that that um, and I guess we were supposed to talk about technology later but I'm already go ahead already, already dipping into it here might as well <laughs> um, so uh, yeah I mean just it's incredible and and I've never seen anywhere really in any industry that that iterates new updates every three to four weeks with new features, bug fixes, you know, some bug fixes they'll do like that same day and they'll push a hot fix out. Like they're just so aggressively, um, you know, making that platform better and better. And I think their true differentiator is they listen. Yeah, I agree. There's no one else does. There's no other platform out there that listens. <laughs> they do. And sometimes when you ask for something, like just little things, if you go in the pricing engine, anybody that uses Arrive, if you see the little arrow between the purchase price and the appraised value, and then the little lock above the LTV, that was one of my loan officers that recommended that feature because they were like, why should I have to type in $300,000 twice when you know the purchase price and the appraised value is the same? Uh, or I know that my borrower wants to put 20% down, but they want scenarios, you know, if they're going to buy a $200,000 house, a $250,000 house, $300,000 house, you just lock the LTV and it just saves time. And, and it seems it seems a little trivial, but when you're either a high producer or, you know, you really want to make the best use of your time, little things like that make a big difference. And I think that's the thing that's really overlooked in the mortgage industry as well is something as simple as latency in software. It, it, it makes it, it really saps productivity for a company. If it takes you a second longer to loan, load a page and this company does 50,000 loans a year, just do the math on that. You know, when you, when you're going from however many times you have to go from page to page, um, I think that's really overlooked in our industry at the end of the day. And, and, and part of a lot of the inefficiencies that we face as an, as an industry as a whole, and that's not, you know, it's not, a, not it has nothing to do with the broker channel, the retail channel, nothing. It's just to everybody. Right. <laughs> Nobody, no, you're absolutely right. At the end of the day, technology is everything for me because somebody's going to figure it out. So my philosophy is, is that we can either let these Silicon Valley nerds 
figure out how to come up with a fintech mortgage company that's going to take all of us out of business. And it might not even be Quicken or Better Mortgage or or one of those people that we know today. Like it could be anybody. Our, our industry is ripe for disruption at the end of the day. So do you want to be a part of that disruption or do you want to be left in the dust like, you know, Blockbuster or you know, that's the analogy I always use, but you could give any number of businesses that have that are gone now over the last 20 years because uh, it's been taken over by technology. And, and everybody says that a loan officer can't be replaced. And I, I vehemently disagree with that. Um, everything we do can be mostly replaced by technology in terms of product knowledge and um, fulfillment and all of that stuff. Um, you know, and then loan officers are really just going to turn into, um, you know, relationship managers. And I also think that the mortgage industry is going to go vertically integrated. You're, you're already seeing it where um, people are, um, you know, starting ancillary businesses. I, I'm doing it. You know, I started a title agency, going to work on opening a property and casualty insurance company, you know, because I think that consumers really just want that one stop trusted shop. They don't want to go to this company, to this company, to that company. And you, then all these companies have to, you know, mesh together to close a transaction and it's a mess at the end of the day so if you can can control the consumer experience which is what's most important to me is providing a great consumer experience um your company is going to win at the end of the day so i obviously don't advise everyone to go out there and start a title agency and all that but it seems to be fairly simple to start, you know, at least an insurance company. And I know there's a lot of brokers out there that, that offer insurance as well. And, and uh, they've gotten to the point, you know, that they've built a book over 20, 30 years that they're making more money from their insurance company than they do on the mortgage side. Um, right. And when you have that captive consumer, why not? Um, you know, obviously it takes a little bit more effort because you have to be compliant. You, you have to, um, you know, have an ABA, you're, depending on the affiliated affiliate service, you, you know, that counts against your 3% QM cap and all that. So it's took a lot of effort on my part to make sure that we do it compliantly. And obviously we don't want to, we, I didn't do it as a money grab either. Um, you know, that's the first thing people think of when you do stuff like that is like, Oh, you just want more money. Uh, you know, the m more money is nice and all, but like, for me, I started the title agency because of consumer experience. We had such a bad time locally finding a title company that met our standards of service. So, what, you know, you, you could either keep looking or you, you take the bull by the horns and do it yourself at the end of the day. So um, right. that that's what we did. Okay, so you 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 started a you started your own title company just because it didn't meet your your what you felt your level of services. So, I mean, that's a great way to look at it. I mean, because at the end of the day, these customers and these consumers are, I mean, we're, we're on the front line of everything and you're kind of, regardless whether or not it's your fault or not, we're responsible. <laughs> it's, it's one of the craziest things. Like I'm dealing with something right now. I'm not going to get into details, but it's just, it's just not my fault, you know? And, but it is my fault. You know what I mean? So it's, I get it though. I mean, you, we got to try to control as much as we can. We got to control the controllables. Exactly. And it's always, you know, historically been that you, you know, you can't control the title company, you can't, you can't control the insurance side of things, but you really can if you, if you really, you know, if you own your own business, and you have the ability to make a decision like that. Um, you know, it, some, it, not everybody's going to want to do it. But uh, I also think that the broker community as a whole 
can really do a good job of of supporting each other as well. So like I I hope that as I scale the title agency, brokers are going to be like, wow, you know, they provide a fantastic service. They've figured out how to do things like virtual e-close with UWM. That's they're actually going to teach you how to use it and and really leverage what I think is a massively underutilized service that UWM offers. Um and and be able to um, you know, really step the game up on the title side. So yeah, I hope that, um, broker community is going to see that and be like, you know, I'd rather keep that in house. I'd, I'd rather help another broker, you know, someone who's helped the community out that, that kind of thing. And I love supporting other brokers too. Send, sending them referrals all the time, like literally every day in our Slack, um, uh, chat for our, for the company is like, who's here, who's in this state, who's in that state, you know, that kind of thing. And, and we're always referring out business to other brokers. Um, and you know, if there's brokers out there that are, are building technology or some other type of service that, that makes my, our company and our, you know, my, my team's lives easier, I'm all for it. Um, so why, why not help each other out and grow together, um, and stop giving companies money to these large companies, um, that that really just extract whatever they can out of you and not really give anything in return yeah no and i love how the the broker community has you know in the last three and a half years has really done a 180 and 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 truly supporting each other for the most part and that's arguably my favorite thing about aim in this community is that we i always tell the story like if this was four years ago and i was talking to evan wade he was my competitor i hated him i don't know why but he was my competitor and it really no no, we can we can do this together. We can grow together. Maybe one day we would be considered competitors. I, you know, I don't know. I just look, you know, we're we're it, how many was it two and a half trillion or three trillion dollar? I know it was a off year last year or not off year, but a, a crazy year last year because of the refis. But like, there's just so much business to go around, and you've got companies like Quicken that are you know fast approaching like ten percent market share or something like that. So like there's so many other companies out there that we need to be competing against, um, not each other. And, you know, I, my companies aren't even licensed in Michigan yet. So <laughs> Good. Like, well, why, Good. why, why not soon though? <laughs> give, give me about, give me about a month, Mark. <laughs> oh, great. Awesome. Well, so, so talk to me about this. So you, you started dipping into technology a little bit yep. and, and you're a tech guy, you're a tech guru. You love it. Uh, embrace it. I know a lot of people don't, um, mm -hmm. or kind of, kind of put up that fight, but talk to me about your tech stack. Okay. So, uh, obviously arrive and the, the cool thing about arrive is it encompasses so much, um, you know, between your point of sale, your, your LOS, um, uh, registering with the lenders and, and, and all of that. Um, so that, that makes things a lot easier for us. We don't have to integrate, you know, like Flowify with lending pad or something like that. Um, so it's all, you know, in one system and it's super seamless. Um, and then, uh, I mentioned Slack as well. Uh, everybody for both of my companies lives in Slack. I've mm -hmm. actually told my team that if you want to get a hold of me, don't email me. If you email me, I'm not responding. DM me on Slack, like, and you guys need to talk to each other in Slack and, and eventually got to the point where everybody uses Slack and they love it because, yep. you know, they, and it wasn't just out of efficiency. It's about building community. I've got a, I've got a distributed workforce all throughout the country. Um, if you don't have those kind of tools, 
people don't really get to know each other. You can't build a culture. You can't build a community. And, and that's really important to me. I, I didn't want to become some large disconnected company where none of it, no, where nobody knows each other. Um, so that, that was also uh, very important to me as well. Um, uh, what else do I use? I actually just start for email. I just started using superhuman uh, a little over a week ago that, it's built to be like the fastest email client ever. And they encourage you to only use your keyboard. So like, you're not taking all your, you know, your hand off the keyboard and then using the mouse, like all that kind of thing. So now you're saving maybe a couple hours a, a week, um, you know, dealing with your email inbox when you do actually have to use email with, uh, you know, external sources. Um, yeah. Uh, only works for people who use the uh, Gmail or the uh, G Suite right now. Sorry for the, the Office 365 <laughs> people out there. <laughs> no, I, yeah, Office 365 is a big one for a lot of people. We, yeah, we use Office 365 Philadelphia Mortgage Brokers. I personally can't stand it. Um, and, but uh, yeah. <laughs> um, and then obviously for your website, you use Lead Pops. I do. Yep. Use Lead Pops. Uh, CRM, we currently use Incelerate. Uh, that's a little tougher for most brokers to get because they don't really want to talk to you until you have about 10 seats. Um, and uh, I'm always on the hunt for a great CRM. I still don't think anybody's <laughs> really developed a good one in our industry. Um, and uh, what else? Uh, oh, I developed my own commission automation software as well. Um, you know, I looked at the... Um, the availability out you know there are platforms out there that exist today and they were like we'll do you a favor and charge you six hundred dollars a month uh, and that was at the very beginning of me starting epic lending so i had like two loan officers at the time so by now i would probably be paying like i don't know who knows between 2500 and five grand a month or something to automate commissions i'm like this is dumb you're literally just input you're taking some data from uh, you know, your closed loans and importing it and it calculate it multiplies numbers. <laughs> right, right. Like, Why is this so expensive? So I spent a bunch of money to develop it myself. Um, so, you know, we'll, we'll get we're still developing, but we'll get to a point where I just upload a CSV file and boom, every every loan officer's commission's done. So where it used to take me basically an entire day on my payroll deadline to calculate all that and do all the draws and all that stuff you know I, I look at myself as being a very compliant broker shop so it makes it a lot more difficult uh managing payroll and 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 really everything at the end of the day when you <laughs> when you do right. things the right way it's never the easy <laughs> it's never easy never easy never easy <laughs> trust me i would love to pay all my loan officers 1099 because then i just I yeah. send them, I send them a flat check and you're done. Boom. <laughs> I don't, yeah, have to, I don't, need to get, don't need to get a payroll system. I don't need, you know, worry about registering in all these different States. Like, trust me, I don't want to do it, but it's the right thing to do for the business. Oh, absolutely. And yeah, that's a big one. It's W2 people. It's W2. You got to pay your people W2. It, um, it, I, I can't believe it's a debate, but um, it is. <laughs> <laughs> I've, I've talked to so many people about that. I'm like, it's W2, just period. Just keep it simple. W2, done. Yeah, don't, don't eat it. I mean, yeah, I get it. Maybe there's no law out there that says that you can't. And some states say you can, but like, just think of it from a pure business planning standpoint. Anybody out there that wants to own a business that, you know, you might want to sell one day to somebody. If you have all 1099 Salesforce, you don't have a company to sell because they don't work for you. Right. 
A lot of people don't understand that. Like they're their own separate companies. Exactly. So, yeah, I mean, so if you want to, if it, if you just want to grab money and you be a virtual compliance manager and then just shut the business down when you retire or let somebody else take it over or something like that, fine. But like, you know, I, I want to build a company that I can sell and I can retire. <laughs> I don't, I don't want to build a company that only lives because of me. And I've always, I've, I've said this a few times on Facebook and people get really, really butthurt about it is that I say, you don't, if, if you, until you have a business that outlives you, you don't own a business. You're a sole proprietor basically until you have a business that can outlive you that, 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 that lives on its own. And I still haven't gotten to that point. I don't look at my businesses as being, real true businesses yet because if i if you know i go out and on the market street here in philly and get hit by a bus and die (laughs) the company's gonna fold i don't think it's gonna live without me um the loan officers are just gonna go elsewhere um but i don't like that i want i want a strong leadership team and and uh and all that so that you know somebody is going to take that over one day um so that's that's my that's my vision at the end of the day and everybody has different motivations. Like I never, like I would never look down on a broker that's, that's happy to start a company and, and do, you know, a one man shop and, and close five, 10 units a month. And, and at the end of the day, if they're doing a great job for their customers, there's absolutely nothing wrong with that. Um, But I, I think we should all respect everybody's business models from, you know, the nexus of the world all the way down to, you know, your one man band. Um, We all we all can learn something from each other one way or another. Um, And I I always appreciate the perspectives from those smaller brokers because it make it it reminds me of my roots. And and you at the end of the day, you got to get down to the basics of making sure that the consumers first always. Um, so, um, yeah, that's, Absolutely. that's, it's funny. I just posted about that on Facebook. Just put the consumer first. Everything else falls into place. I promise you that. And, and I couldn't agree with you more about the respecting everyone's business plan and how they do it. And I've said it as well. So I'm glad you're echoing it is there's 5,000 right ways to, to, to be a mortgage broker. You don't have to do 300 units per year. If you're comfortable doing 50, God bless you. Have fun. You know what I mean? It's everyone's a little different, you know, it should, but there's also that fine line of trying to push yourself to be the best you can because you are helping the consumer. Yeah. You should always be striving to get better no matter what. None of us know everything. Uh, all of us can challenge ourselves to, to, to do, there's something we're not good at, uh, you know, personal development, uh, technology, um, really anything you can think of there's always a way to get better. Like personally this year, my big, like outside of business, I want to become fluent in Spanish. So I'm like almost 150 days straight doing at least one lesson on Duolingo every single day. Um, like, like clockwork. And, you know, I hope to be able to be fluent in Spanish by, you know, my goal is by the end of this year, uh, probably not going to hit that, but <laughs> maybe, <laughs> yeah, maybe, maybe, maybe next year, but I'm getting better. And, uh, you know, I spend a lot of time in, in, uh, countries like, uh, like Costa Rica and then, uh, uh Puerto Rico isn't a country. It's a U.S. territory. Um, and you know, I'm starting to be able to understand, you know, what people, people are saying, um, even though I can't really speak it or, or write it. Um, so it's kind of cool just getting to that point where, you know, you know, you, you know, you're learning something and you're getting better. Um, and the other thing I'm working on too is getting my pilot's license. 
Um, so there's things that you got to do, you know, both professionally and, and personally to, to, to get better. Um, you know, I, and on the professional side, I'm always looking how, how can I be a better leader? How can I, how can I treat my staff better? Um, you know, there, there's, um, a lot of different ways that you can do that. And, and it's, and, you know, both from the way I treat them and, and what I offer them and, and, uh, you know, the team as a whole, uh, you know, tre treating each other with, uh, with respect and, and building them up and helping everybody else get better. And, and that's, I think that's what I really like the most about my companies is that, uh, you know, everybody seems to be in it together and, and help each other out. Like, you know, I got, um, just as an example, you know, I had, um, one, uh, loan officer ask about well tests for, um, VA loans. And then another, um, you know, another person in the other side of the country, you know, hopped in and, and, and said what the requirement was. And I'm just like, all right, this is cool. Cause it used to be that they all just came to me right, right. <laughs> and I just get, you know, started to get all overwhelmed. So when I see stuff like that, I'm like, this is awesome. Like everybody's just getting better together at the end of the day. Absolutely. I'm, I'm a big team guy as well. You know what I mean? Helping each other out. I actually feel better about helping other people out than actually helping myself, which is kind of sick mm -hmm. and weird, but it is what it is. But, uh, okay. So we got a little bit of time left here. You so one of the things that if, if people don't know, one of the things that AIM is doing, and, and I absolutely love this, is we're we're building out these com, uh, committees. Mm -hmm. So like I'm part of the government affairs committee because I've been doing that for over a year and a half, and we got a great committee. Uh, you just joined a committee. I did. Yes. Which committee did you join? I am the vice chair of the partnerships committee. Awesome. So yeah, so that encompasses really any partner of uh both aim and brokers are better network um so that's lenders and and vendors you know technology part every everybody so any any anybody who serves brokers out, um uh in our community is is considered a partner so we're gonna do all sorts of things we're gonna look for new partners we're going to um you know streamline things with the existing partners that we have just little things of streamlining signing up with new lenders uh you know because every broker owner out there listening to this podcast is you know as soon as you mention you know broker package <laughs> like anxiety oh, <laughs> uh, you know what i can deal without that sorry exactly convergence like the most useless platform of all time you you literally have to fill out every information everything about your company and then you have to write it all again in, on a pdf and right, <laughs> So, yes, we are looking to, you know, hopefully like Apple Store uh, signing up with new lenders uh, to make that so much easier than than it used to be, at least for the AIM partners. Um, so it's a big it's a big challenge. And then, of course, monitoring, um, you know, accountability at the end of the day of, of all of our partners, whether that's a lender or a vendor, um, you know, and then what we can do to as a community to to help these. It, it's a two way street at the end of the day, like these companies are putting forth a lot of effort to serve the broker community. Um, so we got to make sure that the broker community gives back at the end of the day too. So, um, you know, it's super exciting what we're, what we're working on. And, um, I know, I know you'll be hearing more about, you know, what we're actually, you know, all of the action items we are, um, actually working on. 
No, that's exciting. And, and people have to understand why it's so exciting because the big thing that I think that was separating us from those retail giants and those mega big banks was like technology and resources. You know what I mean? So with this partnership committee, we can bridge that gap. And right now, I actually think we have better technology and resources than those big banks do now. 100%. (laughs) Now we do. But for a while, it was like, okay, if I need a new website, I just Google new website. You know what I mean? And what are you really getting yourself into? But with this partnership team, I think this is going to be arguably, I think they're all important, but this might be one of the most important ones just for the mere fact of how you guys are going to bridge that gap. And all it's going to do is every broker across the nation is going to reap the benefits. Oh, yeah. I mean, just a perfect example, you look at things like MMI, you know, you can look up production for every loan officer or or, uh, real estate agent in the country, what title companies they use, you know, for the real estate agents, what lenders, uh, uh, LO, they use everything. It's only $150 a month. You know how much that costs (laughs) for a retail mortgage company to go out there? Like if I wanted to go get it on my own without AIM, it probably would have cost me $2,500 or more a month. So, you know, the only way that that was able to be available to us to to, for anybody to go out and get is due to the Brokers Better Network through through AIM. Um, So we're just looking to build, continue to build, you know, awesome partnerships like that. That's exciting. That's really exciting stuff. Okay. So last question for you, because I love I love the way you look at things. You're you're intelligent, obviously huge in the mortgage broker community, and I really appreciate you being on here. But you have the floor right now. You want to tell the community one thing. You want to give them advice, you, whether they're new and upcoming or whether it's an experienced shop. What's It's your floor. What do you want to tell people? So I guess for me, I've always considered myself to be a contrarian. Um, what? why try to do things exactly the same as everybody else does? You know, we do all sell the same products basically, but there's different ways of going about it. Just do things differently. Like uh, I, I want to grow really quick. So, you know, my, my kind, what I'm deciding to do is going out and raising capital through equity financing. And we're, we're, you know, that's how, that's how I want to grow. And it's not something your typical broker shop is going to look for or be able to do. So, um, you know, there's all sorts of different ways to, to go about that growth, but do different, do something different and be different one, one way or another. And, and who cares what way that is and to, to differentiate yourself um, at the end of the day. And uh, whether that's create, um, you know, a, a really uh, catchy or, or um, interesting brand, like, you know, you got the hussy team with his hus bus, you got. Uh... <laughs> Love them. Yep, we all do. Uh, you know, the mortgage nerds in in uh, Wisconsin is, you know, they're they're really cool. Like how they like they, do, they just do something different. Like come up with a come up with a cool name for your company or DBA or whatever. Just just be different. Be you know, that's I think that was Apple's slogan for a long time is be different. Like um, you know, there's nothing wrong with being a little weird. <laughs> yeah, step outside that box once in a while. It's uncomfortable, but exactly. even if you fail, who cares? Who cares? Yeah. I mean, for me, I like, yeah, I mean, I, 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 every day I have a fear of failure still, but I know that, you know, especially for the people out there that do have that entrepreneurial spirit and want to start their own business, but they're, you know, afraid to what's worse, not doing it because you're not afraid to, or you're afraid to, or, you know, you get to be 70, 80 years old you know, at the, the end stage of your life. And then you're, you have regrets, right? That you didn't do what was in your heart and what, what you wanted to do to me, 
that scares me more more than anything else is getting to that point in my life and and say you know i should have done this right um you know so um i would encourage anybody listening to this podcast that whatever is in your heart that you want to do just reach out and do it as scary as it is love it absolutely love it evan my man thank you for joining us today we've taken up a lot of your time, but you know what? The the community is really going to get a lot from this. And I appreciate you. I uh, appreciate you taking your time out to join us today. Thank you. This was awesome. Uh, re- really enjoyed it. And uh, um, yeah, go go out there and, uh, and crush it. Love it. Love it. So thanks, Evan, again. And brokers, if you want to get caught up on all of our past podcast episodes, please head over to aimgroup.com backslash broker to broker. You can also also listen to all the broker to broker podcast episodes on iTunes, Spotify, and Google Podcasts. Please do me a favor, subscribe to it, rate it, and leave a review. It helps us get the podcast out there and spread the words that brokers are better. So Evan, thanks again, man. Um, I know you're crushing it this year and, and, and continued luck and continued success to you. Thank you. You too, Mark. All right, thanks. Join our Brokers Are Better Facebook group. Be a part of the Brokers Are Better movement by joining the exclusive group for A members and independent mortgage brokers to share best practices, network, and help our community grow. Head over to Facebook and search for Brokers Are Better, select the group, and click to join.